Okay, last call. Order now before I turn on the lights and you really see what's going on with yourself. Hot as a motherfucker, man. What? Legit eight? Oh, wait. That's your bag? What you got in the bag? You gotta get this. What, in the bag? Oh, I don't got nothing in the bag. I mean, they got stuff in the back, but... Uh, it is what it is. Is it? It, it always is what it is. If it, was, if it wasn't, what would it, it be? If it wasn't, it wouldn't be nothing. If it wasn't, it is what it is. You dig? <laughs> Boss. Lighting's good. Lighting's good. Hold on, we got to get the light on Nick. Got to get those piercing green. Got to get those highlights. Yeah, word. <laughs> we need those. Highlights. <laughs> Y'all just found out I had, I, had, I had blonde and red in my, in my, in my beard the other day. Cause I found a, I found amber, a blonde boy. You, you slash gray. That's lit. Like gray beard in my hair right there. I got two gray hairs. I'm waiting for the rest. Right. right. You waiting hair, for the rest? This, I'm not opposed to the gray, but if this one strand out, is kind of I would think about right. putting some gray in there. I'll, yeah, the cheat code. I, I don't want to say nothing because I was like, I'm going to jinx myself. I'm going to wake up with like seven, but there's like two amber hairs. They're not gray yet, nah. but it's like they Amber, amber. First yeah. of all, amber is like a dark red. No, they like the color Nick's shirt. Nick, I'm not joking. Orange. That's yeah, orange. Orange, amber, orange. <laughs> burnt orange, all right? You got an orange logo yeah. on your, I, your hat I, right I, now. I, you better know what that color is. Right. Bro. I picked them shits out as soon as I see them. No, um, nah, man, you got to let that rock. No. What's that one, what's that one reggae crazy. singer who got the all red beard? What? There's like what? a reggae singer, like an OG dude. You know what I'm talking oh. about, yeah. Uh, he got the whole, his whole shit red, bruh. He like die and shit, but it's like shit crazy. Either that or he's from Philly, one or the other. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's definitely from Jamaica. <laughs> uh, what's going on, folks? Uh, my name is Ken. I'm Nick. And I'm Dave. And you listen to the Last Call podcast. Um, we're over here chopping up about our, our beards and, and reggae shit. We got to figure that. Can someone figure that out before, like, within the next ten minutes? You can Google that. Somebody, Chuck, please. There's already a yellow man. So yeah, yeah yellow man, but yellow man doesn't have a. Brolic beard like that. Yellow man's albino. God, Jesus, so Todd, that shit is bright as. Nah, Fuck. baby. Is that Jesus? Join us the catch project. all of this, <laughs> catch all of this thugnificence, baby. Nah, that's a join us other projects. <laughs> <laughs> for real though, it is. Yo, it is. the projects night lights are literally set up for a photo shoot or a film set. Yeah. <laughs> project slash Harlem Corners, bro. You go to you go to uh, like Harlem the projects Brooklyn, right on on um, uh, Saint Nick and Rockaway down yeah. in, in Queens. They don't play no games, yeah. and they start putting them shits up in the wintertime. That's H, how you know it. Got the that. HID <laughs> lamps, LED. <laughs> No, they're HID like <laughs> from an Audi, straight up. <laughs> Hologen. <laughs> uh, we have a special guest in the building uh, with us today. Uh, go ahead, bro, and introduce yourself. Uh, it's Ron Draper, R O N A O D, Draper, you know, like paper. And I'm here, Harlem guy, you know, invited. Dope. Happy to be here. We well, appreciate you coming through. Appreciate you guys having me. Um, I know we had uh, talked to Chuck about trying to get you on last, last week, but it was kind of last minute. Yeah. Um, so we definitely appreciate you coming out and, and, and kicking us with us uh, this week, this t- uh, today. Um, go ahead, tell the folks uh, what it is that you do. Ooh, how much time we got? Oh uh, shit, bro! <laughs> how, go ahead. We not gonna stop you. I'm not a visual artist. Custom work for restaurants, hotels, hospitals. Um, what else? I Pretty much, I'm in charge of the collection of artwork at Harlem Hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach art workshops. I kind of do all kinds of like artsy stuff. Dope. Nice. Dope. Um, how did the, uh, I guess, the integration with Harlem Hospital come about? Wait, before you even go oh, to that, could yeah. you explain exactly what spans a visual artist? Like, what what components are within a visual artist's repertoire? Sheesh. Mine or just a visual? Well, artist? yours. Specifically, uh, I do mixed media work that ranges from kind of like I've done thirty foot tall installations to things that are kind of like more modest for homes. Um, I build like custom work, so I brand my my work on custom work. So it's like getting like custom clothes, right? You go, you get fitted. It's something that's made directly for you, and like it fits your style. So right. I'm the I'm like the tailor of the art world. Mm. Dope. Mm. But in that, it's like um, I've been following you for a while. Oh, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm into stuff like that well, in art. I'm in, definitely into art and creative things. Um, in that, you've like found your own voice 
Um, and I know that your story to get to where it is, it, or voice slash style, you know. Um, so like, yeah, you can go and get your tailor, but like, if you're going to Dapper Dan, you're only going to get like a certain range of things because it's going to be a signature look. Like, if you get a Ron Draper piece, you know it's Ron Draper. There's the the type of lettering. There's the, you know the yeah. cursive. There's that. Like, I think that goes with any tailor too, though. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Like if you're going, I'm not talking about going like the Korean tailor. Like, <laughs> like, actual tailor suit and. Like it's funny, I just came from getting measured for a suit, and what happens is, no matter where you go, it's mm-hmm. still you still take the style of the person making it. Right, right, right. Because no matter what, it's still a work of art that they have to create for. They're craftsmen. Yeah, to ask them to do something outside of what they do is kind of like unfair. So it's like, listen, right. this is custom within the realm of what you do. What if they do as an artist, yeah. exactly. So, so in that style, um, I noticed there's a few different things that convey outside of just the lettering, which just to be able to do your own kind of like typefaces big within itself that's that's hella dope um but also i've noticed that there's there's nothing but positive messages in your in your pieces you know like i've seen the work that you've done with the schools um obviously skimmed your like instagram to see like what you're doing up recently and i just saw like something that you did outside of the school yeah you know like and you know obviously i want to ask you how you make the pie but i do want to (laughs) know not right now (laughs) no not right now not right now but uh in general though like what is your objective when you're customizing a piece for, say, a school or a restaurant? Well, schools are different. Schools, mm-hmm. have, which I've been able to find my own lane, schools have their own, I don't know what this is now, but they all have like the core values, right? Okay. Right. All schools had it. We just probably didn't pay attention to it. But it's now, just like charter schools trying to find yeah. and get their grant money up and all that type well, of all stuff. All schools, period. They uh-huh. all have this mission, this goal, like what they're trying to like aim for. Right. And now my goal is to kind of take those ideas and put them into something visual. So now when schools are trying to figure out where kids aren't so, you know, built into the culture, the artwork is what helps them kind of bring into it. So, like I said, school, I don't know, schools all have acronyms now. They all have words that stand for something. Mm-hmm. And I've been using my artwork to create those things. Or yeah. just changing it. Like that one you saw outside, it was, the school was based on creativity and kind of like exploring okay. the world around. So there's two parts. There's a whole other wall on the other side. So I don't know why I never even posted the other side. So I saw that you were putting up the, you put up the create. Oh yeah, it's drilled into brick. Right, and I saw you like, you know, doing your process. Then I saw it afterwards where you put the lines in there, you've colored. Well, that was the job I did, I designed for Wells Fargo. So Wells Fargo commissioned me to essentially lead a bunch of volunteers. So my job was to create a piece of artwork that they can work on with me Uh without like fucking it up. Right. So (laughs) shout out to the Wells Fargo volunteers for doing a really good job. Either that or I gave them like a really... Not simple, but I, certain things I added in there, obviously, right. by myself. But their goal was like, Ron, we have like 40 people. I need you to have 40 people working with you outside. So I was the lead artist on that project. Right. So Wells Fargo hired me, but I had to go through like the principal, go through the city year team. So all these people had to like prove on me before like that check got cut. So I was going to ask, like with that, and it sounds like you're having to go through numerous steps of people, do they, is that hard with them with people I don't want to say trying to step on your vision but incorporating their vision into what you might be trying to do but that's what I do my job is to take your vision and turn it into something visual okay so there might be some things you disagree with some things they have like you know they might ask for they might add a little flavor or try to and it's up to me to still say yes or no Uh but I'll tell people all the time like if it's not under my terms if I don't like it 100% I'm not doing it okay I don't care how much money you offer me it's not worth it at the end of the day, after I'm paid and that money is probably put somewhere else, that work still stands for me. And if it's standing in a way that I don't, that doesn't 100% agree with my branding or what I do, then what was the point? Right. That's dope. I, I mean, I get that. I understand it. But also could understand like Wells Fargo, like you putting out uh, in the middle of the project, not at the beginning, but you having an idea and, and somebody not agreeing with that. Does Has that happened? Nah. Okay. Never. So they pretty much just let you let me do take it creatively. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna hire me, let me do what I do. Trust me on this. If you're not gonna trust me, then this isn't gonna work for me. But trust me to know that here's the body of my work. This is what I've done. And if you're hiring me, you're trusting me. You don't go to the doc and the doc says, "Yo, listen, you have this." He's like, "Nah, doc. I just looked up a WebMD. This is what I have." It's like, "Nah, now why'd you come here to right. a WebMD then? Right. If you're coming to me, this is what we're gonna do. Trust me here." Dope. So like I was going to before, how did the project with Harlem Hospital come? <clears throat> that was super random. Um, what, 2014 maybe? Mm-hmm. 2014. And, um, so essentially I heard they were looking for artists, right? They were looking for artists to display. Well, someone I know had told me, but she had also told me that for every artist she was, that they were sending to them, they were like, yo, we don't want to, we don't want any of this. So I'm like, no, I'm just going to send it. And listen, I've heard she's 
the chief of staff was over there eating artists. Like, this ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. But so he sent it off on a whim. And yeah, it's like, yo, shoot whatever. my shot, baby. Like, you going to shoot it, right? <laughs> what do you think was something that they lacked as far as, like, I'm sure that nobody, or was it just, like, people who were local who just, like, had not really kind of had that extra little... I don't know. You know. I didn't. I didn't see the work yet. I just know. Well, yeah, I'm gonna shoot. Not, I'm gonna right. shoot my shot and right. see where it goes. And right. it was so. I sent that email maybe five in the morning, headed to the gym. <laughs> and yo, I had the gym. Then I was at jury duty that day. I kept on getting this call. Like who's calling me nonstop when I'm at jury duty? So I call and she's like, "Yo, this is such and such. Um, I'm from Harlem Hospital. I'd love to give you a tour. We'd love your work." So that same day I went, and from there it's kind of been history. But. After a while, just being in there and working with them long enough, I knew what they were looking for. And with them, they knew what they were looking for, but they're not in the art space, so they have to wait till everything comes to them. Mm-hmm. Me being somebody who's in the art space who also knows what they're looking for, mm-hmm. they kind of like let me do what I do and curate different spaces on that campus with my vision. So I knew Harlem, if I, if I really wanted to, bro, I could fill that whole hospital myself. Yeah. But for what? It'd take me decades. But there's so many other people who can be... Um, appreciative of this opportunity who do amazing work who can use the just the space and just the the prestige that comes with it that sure, yo, i'm gonna put everyone else on like what good true. if if no one else wins what your win doesn't count true you can't win if you're the only one winning, but so. like wouldn't you want to have like your own floor at least like the children's section Bro, i have like, the whole if you want to have like a whole section of the floor I'm and not, I've, been, I've never been in a hospital uh, i think that's a Good thing, thank yeah, God. Thank God. <laughs> I live right. I live on one. I live right here on one forty first. Oh, nah, if you oh, go right bro, into the one thirty six street, that brand new building, <laughs> that whole lobby is mine. Like, there's okay. a 30, remember that thirty foot piece of artwork I was talking about? Yeah, that's in Harlem Hospital. So, do you uh, have okay. a uh, like? How does that work? Contract contract based? Do you have like a yearly contract or? I'm sorry. Do you have a yearly contract or how does that work in terms of how long is that yours as an artist? Um. Well, it works one of two ways. For one, I can have it on loan. They do it with loan. They do it where you want to like donate it. So my thing is, I made it for that space. I just know when it comes to tax season, I just I can pretty much put whatever, hey. whatever amount I want. <laughs> nice. That's dope. That's dope. Hopefully the IRS doesn't listen to this. <laughs> so nah. so in all of these things that you've you've accomplished and you know come from a long way, I know or just like have been able to get a little hip that you don't come from like oh I went to art school oh I've been just like grinding in a studio like I know that you started your own studio um, it's still going right in the Bronx absolutely yeah ain't going the, nowhere on the, uh, on the west on the east, on the east, west, side. east side right 135th and Warren Ave absolutely so what was your journey to get to where you are right now I actually did go to art school huh. but I went to art high school art and design and left that school hating it yo Huh. They took everything. Like everyone goes to that school because they're talented, mm-hmm. and you go there and you think, "Yo, you you love art, you love the inspiration behind it." And then right. you get there and it's like, "Yo, we don't care about inspiration." It's like, "Here's this assignment. Here's this technique." So they give you all the tools, mm-hmm. but they don't teach you the reason why you're there. They don't teach you how to use it for your own purposes of being inspired by it. So I think everyone in that building walked out like, "Yo, the hell with this." So my thing was... You think that was a common consensus? That was everybody. Okay. Like, there's people now, I see like, yo, Rhyme, glad you're still doing art, but I hate it. I'm like, I hated it too. Right. But I just... What did you say? Because it's from that school? Because I honestly just... um, I watched a documentary today. I just found out about like St. Anne's. I'm not from here. So like, I'm finding out about these like different schools that kind of had that um, art center. I know there's like that fashion school that's on like 20... You're talking about fashion industry. There's fashion industry school, but there's also St. Anne's in in, uh, Brooklyn, in Brooklyn Heights that is like centered in like creative arts and stuff like that or like LaGuardia. uh, Yeah, a lot of the same way. Timothy Chalamet was uh, shouted out because he went there, the kid who got uh, nominated for uh, Call Me By Your Name. But a lot of these schools are taught by like... The people were in the in the classical sense, like you're being mm. taught music by like these composers who've been doing music for whoever, but that's not why you're in the music, right? Or you're being taught art by these people who've done like this one professor or one teacher that I had it was an amazing oil painter, did a the crazy like Renaissance like oil paintings. That's not why I was in school. I was in school because I was into graffiti and mm. stuff. Mm. So it all like it was the entry point wasn't right. Okay, they might have the right message, but the entry point and the relevancy that's really what it is. They don't make the work relevant. No, and at least when I was there, this was years ago. Would you say that it was because, like, I, I know, like, just me personal experience going through some stuff that into my career, there's some stuff that I didn't like or didn't relate to, but it was like a necessary building block. Would you say that it was a necessary step or it was oh, a step? absolutely necessary step? Because okay. I always understand that you you learn the rules like a pro, so you can break them like an artist. So, so many things I've done then, I still do now. Like, just little things I kind of keep. 
But I took a break. Not even a break. I thought it was over. So it wasn't a break, you know you're coming back. I knew. I didn't think I was coming back. Right. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to law school. This is what it's going to This is what it's going to be. This is what life is going to be. Until 2012, my father passed. And I remember that day, the day of his funeral, I came home. And I had some, like, by my ass, like, here bed or something. Some One of those beds that broke down. So I'm like, no, I'm clearing everything at the house. That's just me. I'm like, some people, when they parents or people that close to them pass, they hold everything. Me? Everything got to go. Mm-hmm. Right. So he started breaking down the bed. And a friend of mine was there who went to college with me, St. John's University. And I started drunk on this board. She was like, what the fuck? I'm like, what happened? She's like, I had no idea you can draw. I'm like, yeah. like it's just free hands. This is free hands. It's like, yo, on like this piece of wood, which she still has in her house. Mm. And from there, it was like, all right, let me start playing around. Just It was fun just kind of getting back to certain things because I didn't know how to cope. And for me, coping would just, let me get back to what is familiar to me. right? Let me get right. back to art, something I can do by myself. right? And... Hurricane Sandy was later that year. Mm. Hurricane Sandy was October 29th. Yes, it was. I know that I'm, at least that's what they have with the um, the date of loss because I used to work at an insurance defense firm. Um, I was a legal aide there, and I remember that date in particular. So that like two week period from late October to damn near mid November, the whole financial district was closed. Nobody was at work. Like I was home just fucking around with painting shit for two weeks. Started playing around, and I remember putting something on Instagram, like, yo, I'm painting some shit. Someone's like, oh, how much is that? I'm like, what do you mean, how much is that? Like, not really selling it. But a friend of mine, she was straight like, all right, I'll be at your house tomorrow to come and get it. I'm like, the hell is that supposed to mean? She came, she gave me money, and that was it. I was like, oh, it's kind of dope. Before that point, did you ever think of it as a profitable thing for you, or was it just <coughs> an escape, just a hobby? Not See, it's not that I didn't think about it as profitable, because I know I'm from uptown. I can't make money for anything. Hey, okay. Let's be very real here. All right. But for me, I wasn't thinking about it as something that I want to profit from. Gotcha. So it was just, you know, having fun with whatever I had in the crib, just playing around. That's why I started working with glass. She would say, how come you got to all these materials? That's all I had in my house. I locked the, I locked away for two weeks. I had glass miles, some things to play around with, some spray paint, some painter's tape. So just fucking around. And it kind of got real fun and real cool. And then I kept on going. And then like Christmas that year, I thought I was a big shot with a bunch <laughs> of orders. Looking back at it, I was like, that wasn't shit. Yeah, but it was just fun and just cool. And then I think April, I was like, no, I got this art show. I can take two weeks off to get the work done for it. But I said, the hell with this. I'm young. I have no real bills besides like rent and stuff. I have no kids. If I'm gonna take that, if I'm gonna make that jump, now is the time to do so. Right. And I can always go back to my job. Like my resume is still quite spectacular. Mm-hmm. So I knew I always had that to fall back on if I really wanted to. So how long have you been an artist full time? Uh, it'll be five years, April. Could you could you ever imagine yourself going back to the traditional nine to five life? Nah, but the nine to five made me who I am now. Nine to five and just mm. being going through school as like a pre law student, as a um, business undergrad, that teaches you a lot of things that a lot of artists I wish knew. And I feel like there's a big. There's a large uh, portion of the population that considers themselves artists or people that have passions within arts of different sorts, and they have that traditional nine to five, and they're afraid to make that jump because they, for instance, like certain actors, people that have been in movies or short films, whatever it might be, they have a traditional nine to five, like a teacher, accountant, whatever, and they see people waiting tables or having these other odd jobs, but they're being able to do the acting or the art all day and then they work their their night job but they're afraid to do that struggle life so what advice do you have for the people that are afraid to make that jump but want to do it well for me i always been under the the feeling that i'd rather work 100 hours for me than 40 hours for you mm. and know that listen you're gonna do it or not and understand if you always say oh i'm gonna wait until my hustle gives me like better money like if you're working if you're working part-time work would never give you full-time benefits ever people are working three hours a day trying to make a hundred thousand dollars a year no it doesn't work that doesn't way. Work that way. So my thing is like, Rome wasn't built in a day. So I'd rather start building my room than build someone else's. Because you're right. either working on your dream or you're building someone else's. Somebody else's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my thing is like, Rome wasn't built in a day. So I'm going to build my room. I'm going to water the grass where I stand instead of watering someone else's. And it'll take time, but everyone started from somewhere. Mm. Like people who are afraid don't know that everything in the world started from an idea, right? You have an idea, you're either going to work towards it or you're going to work on someone else's. So why, like? I don't like, I like being on my own. Everything's on my own terms. So I'm not trying to deal with anybody. Let me just do what I do and me work this out and make it work the way I want it to be. Right. So I knew it would take some time, but I got it. I'm still going. 
I still got room to grow. And in terms of room to grow and, and moving on to different things, the same way that you played around with glass and other materials in your home, a lot of artists, we see musicians that turn into actors. Our friends is Kobe Bryant. He won an Oscar last Absolutely. night. Absolutely. His art was basketball. Dear basketball. And then he transitioned that into uh, film, animated film. So is there another art form that you <clears throat> you see yourself transitioning into eventually? Um, I don't know necessarily, but... Like anything visual is kind of me, but whatever plays off of visuals, or even if it looks like the interior design space or interior decorating space. Sorry, because interior design, which I've learned, is a whole different like discipline. Yeah. Right. Interior design is like akin to architecture for interior spaces. Like right. that's mm-hmm. the people who design like where the hell your wall goes, your plumbing goes. Didn't know that. Um, but maybe something along the interior decorating realm, just because. So many interior decorators are dope because they can pull things from different things. Right. But I'm the guy who can right. imagine everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Like my thing is. I've seen things and like, oh, I, lo- I would love to have a table that way and I couldn't find it so I built it myself. Right. So, wherever it takes me, I'm just a person who's very impatient who's like to do what I do when I want to do it. Right. Alright. The crazy thing is like, ask somebody who makes stuff <laughs> like, in multiple forms of media. Shout out to the makers. Shout out to, hey, man, shout out to the makers and the creators, man. Creators. Thank the creators every day. Um, but, it's just very funny like you were talking about interior decorators and like, or interior designers. Like, I obsessed like first dibs is like i have the app on my phone like if, if you're not hip like first dibs is like this no app. idea what that is. first dibs is this website that basically they sell they sell like all of the high-end stuff so if you want a forty thousand dollar uh oak handmade table that has gilding on the side of it you get your stuff from there if you want a, a rothko print rug you get it from there that's lit. i used to find furniture in the trash paint it and sell it you see what i'm saying i mean that's that harlem you know but um on, they have another side of it where it's a lot of profiles for interior designers. And I, oh, kind of like house. Yeah, 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 exactly. So what happens is, is that like I like will sit on there for hours, but then it's like you realize that some of these people are just master pullers. Like even in like fashion, which is like my main, um, my main revenue, is people are stylists, right? But low key, they could never design. Like if they even tried, like they might say that they know what's good. But they're reactionary to after somebody's already made something to tell him, hey, I like 80% of whatever you just made or whatever. Right. So it's definitely got to be a line between those who are like actually pushing things forward and those who are just kind of like cycling behind those. Because, you know, profit can be anywhere because that's what capitalism does. But I just, you know, I think that it should be always a line between those those kind of people because some of us are actually trying to figure out how we can do things like make a table <laughs> out of out of a piece of wood you know, and add some type of element to it so it has some type of signature style and other people just trying to buy a table for somebody else and say, hey, I'm giving you taste, you know? Well, it's find out how to be both. Like, mm. I've figured out how to be both. Like, well, the, the person who can do the former can absolutely do the latter. The person who can do the latter can never do the former. Like, I don't think that... And I, I, But I, I had the argument with... Uh, not an argument. We had a conversation out with Nick because I was just saying that um, with art school now, it's such a commerce... Such a commerce thing Absolutely. that, like, low key, like, there's you don't have to be talented, you don't have to have a talent to actually go to art school, like, because they're it's a revolving door, so they want people to get in. So, if you have a certain level of skill which can be practiced, absolutely, that doesn't mean you have talent. And it goes back to the same thing that he was frustrated with with art school when he was in you know, in high school and, and grade school is that, yeah, you come in and you can draw, but then they teach you how to do all of the technical stuff and they make you stick to the basics and they never actually try to explore the things that make. A cause or a Ron yeah, Draper, right? You know like, what, I mean? what is what is what it is? Style. Right? They never teach you style. Exactly. And I think style is inherent. Like it's something that's that talent. Have. Now that's talent. Right. to say, no, but no. can you really teach style? You no, can't style, no. style. Style is what it is. So he's right. I think looking back, I used to get rid of all my art. I didn't care for my art in high school. My uh-huh. mother kept it. And looking back, I mean, two years ago, this art looks exactly the same. Mm. It evolved, but it looks exactly the same. Or even ten years from now, when we ten years ago, when we were all wearing like fat farm jeans and stuff. Know that those decisions were same decisions we're making to dress ourselves now. The same decisions we're making to dress ourselves then. Right. Just what was presented in front of us is different. Right. So style never fashion changes. But style stays the same. Mm-hmm. Your style is your personality, and if you're actually exercising your personality in your artwork, you'll notice it. You'll see it. When you're able to see, like, oh, I know that's wrong because I've exercised my personality. I've stayed true to myself and what I want to do through my artwork. But I do feel like uh, while you can go to art school, like Dave said, and learn certain things, like for instance. It takes a special type of person to walk up on the street and look at a chair and say, I can make something out of this. Like, you have a vision before you actually get down to actually doing it. 
Ah, uh, no, not really. It's kind of like curi- I don't think everybody can do that. I think it's a curiosity. I'm so curious that. But that goes back. Like, not everybody has that eye level or that of curiosity. curiosity. Yeah. The same way with renovating homes. Like, mm-hmm. renovating homes is an art. Absolutely. Somebody could look at an abandoned building that is cracked out with with boarded up windows and be like, "I'm gonna make that into a million dollar property." Where some other people would be like, "No, you, that, that I can't see that." Yeah, that's because they don't see it. And right. the difference between creatives and regular folks are the fact that well, everyone's a creative, but creatives see things that people can't see. Right. But I think everyone's a creative. Everyone creates something. Something, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Creativity. Everyone creates something. Creativity is just taking nothing reading? and making something out of it. I think I was just reading the art of creativity. Um, I think it was Saul Bass, but just like one of those, you know, the graphic designers from the fifties or whatever. Um, but just saying that like creativity doesn't only just exist in the, in the forms that we know it to be on a mainstream basis. Like if you're in finance and you can put Absolutely. this portfolio together with that portfolio that's together creativity. and make a billion dollars, that's, that's creativity. creativity. And think about it, none of us would have even thought about that. No. Like they saw a loophole there. Creativity is just taking problem solving, problem solving exactly what it is. So that, and that's on every level, but just now that I have you here, or have you know artists here this really great time to be because we talked about just like how so now like the new wave in like art especially on social media is that they do stuff like I mean not like this but just like where they'll take a uh, they'll take a character a cartoon character and they'll just urbanize them right and that, it'll, they'll blow it up so they'll take a Bugs Bunny put Givenchy on them Sorry, we were talking me and my guys were talking about this yesterday this is very popular and a lot of people are adopting it and it's, it's I'm not saying it's profitable but like it's easy enough because all you gotta do is know how to trace and color, and a lot of times the color is never like gradient coloring or any type yeah. of like actual mixing of yo colors, yeah. nothing. It's just literally like oh here's Lola Bunny. Like anybody could do this. Yeah. Anybody well, art, but anyone can do it. But would anybody actually do it? But I'm saying in That's this thing, in this example, a lot of people are actually doing it, and it doesn't. I've never understood as somebody who's like always prided themselves on being an, an individual. I've never understood how people can just have so much. Uh, complacency in doing something that other people are doing well, the person that you're referring to I'm not is, just talking about her I'm talking about saying, every there's so many people that I know but, before but, her but, that but, I should do that but I think a lot of people are in her situation where uh, you start off you get known for doing something Can right you get a following doing too? something who's her we're, we're talking about this uh, this Instagram Instagram uh, artist kind of prostitute and what's her name she learned how to Ashley uh, Martell but I don't there's, more, there's a number of them this year. there's a ton of them but what I'm saying is she got known for, for being a Taz's angel and she had to reinvent herself and do something right so she had this built in following of, of minions and other people and she was like alright what's easy to do what can I do I could trace I could pay, I have a little painting skills so I'm gonna start painting these cartoon characters and making it a profit and now some people see her as an artist um, but she's making money off of it which is so. cool but the thing is you could be hot right now I'm not saying she's gonna phase out but people do oh yeah you think about remember um, what's dude's name he was painting the flowers Yo, oh, what happened yes. to homie? He was talented. His last name, his last, first of all, his name's Ron. Bass. Nah, not Ron Bass. Ron's not. Ron's not. Ron's legit doing work. I know Ron personally. Wait, I'm not talking about Ron. He's Asian. The can you talk? Nah, about? black dude, yo. He's all these brunches. He was doing painting flowers on people's walls and shit. Not Ron. Ron does way different work. Like I literally know Ron personally. He's the homie. His name was like Delano Brown or something like that. Yes, yes, Lano. Yes, Lano. real, Yo, real name Lano or dude, something. Dude, he was working dope. But where the fuck? Where he go? But the thing is, it happens. You come to flavor of the week. You're doing what you're doing. But if you're not staying, you're just like you're part, of, you're part well, of the hype. He 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 uh, he um he he <clears throat> he mass produced himself. You know, and he and like it, and he had to disappear. I heard he couldn't fulfill orders or something. That's like that. really I heard the finesse. I'm saying he was finessing people because he got popping like doing I'm Tim's take this for money and I can't I can't fulfill Tim's him. for Chris right. Brown and Fabulous yeah. and doing pieces. I think he did something for uh, Tiana. That's also the scary part of getting known for something you really don't you really aren't built for. Thing is not you, you just gotta, gotta be know. honest you with yourself, know. yo. You gotta know it's like, not that he wasn't built for it. He just got caught up in the lifestyle yeah. of being famous like, and bought that downtown Brooklyn right. apartment. He was living the life and he but never that means he really wasn't built. Nah, for you it. tell clients well, like, yo, B, you, it is what it is. Like, here's like it's gonna take me some time. This is what it, this is my yeah. turnaround is, and that's that. And if you can't fulfill as much orders, you just hike up the price and you make up for it. Right, it is what it is. Like this is yeah, my because your time is valuable. Yeah, so at if, that time you need to realize that your time is too valuable to be trying to do. But I guess I kind of I kind of hear what Nick is saying though when he says he's not built for it. What he's saying is that he's not built. Right, like his, you're right. His he mind caught on. He, for that. he well, he caught on to the to the wave. He, he didn't got, he grow. He finesse people. He didn't right. grow with his he he business. like the business around him was growing, but he himself as a 
person was not growing, was not able to keep up with, like you said, the fame that came with it and the orders that came with it. And he drove, like, it sounded like he just. If you're not. If you're not grounded, if you're not grounded exactly. enough and you become famous for anything, you could be a comedian on Instagram, blow up, and then all of a sudden you get hit with everything you thought you wanted, yeah. and your personality isn't built to handle that. Right. Same with an athlete. Yeah, Mike sense. Tyson had $400 million at one point. Evander Holyfield had more. And and went broke. Both of them. You know yeah. what I mean? So, or just, just like strictly sticking with the craft, like somebody like Roy Jones Jr., right, who got really popular... Um, on a cultural basis and start doing rap and stuff like that. And oh, as soon as you start rapping, was my shit. Y'all must have forgot. That song could be considered a buzz. Like that song had a buzz. No, no, no. His music was actually pretty decent. Like well, yeah. he had a lot of he had a lot of features on his album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> he was always he was, and he was always rapping about boxing, bro. Right. At least he started with the got the nerve to say I ain't fight nobody. I just at, make him look like nobody. At least he stuck with his craft. He actually started a group called still Body right Headbangers. Body Headbangers. Yeah. Wait, you said Roy Jones is still fighting? He's still fighting. I Roy, thought he retired. Roy Jones is still fighting. In the ring. In the ring. He's still fighting folks. Stephen A. tries to talk him out of it every single time wild. that they box. And he's like, yo, you need to sit down, bro. He was like, nah, I still got it. And I think the last fight, he actually won. <laughs> him him and Bernard won. Hopkins going to die in this ring. Nah, Bernard, B-Hop's done. <laughs> yeah. double, once, uh, once B-Hop went through, yeah, once B-Hop went through the ropes in his last fight, he was <laughs> yeah, like, nah, it's yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. It's over. I just stick to Your man, there, speaking yeah. about, your man's almost, uh, bro, that you Deont- were worried, Deont- right? That Deontay Wilder fight was crazy, I bro. I didn't watch it. I just saw I woke up in the yeah. morning. I, I, I caught it off Kenny's Instagram. Nah, I'm a huge boxing head. So, like, watching Deontay Wilder, who is like, for those, he's like 39 and oh, with thirty-eight knockouts, right? Yeah. That's do like the two braids, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Do with the two braids. So he's uh, he's a Bama. He's from he's, he's from Alabama. Bron- I heard he's from the Bronx. Nah, he's bronze bomber. So that's why it sounds like Bronx. Oh, someone told me you from the Bronx. Nah, somebody misread that. That's legitimately like yeah. telephone you. In the streets, <laughs> yo, in the streets, people were saying this guy from the Bronx. I'm like, this guy, I saw him on um, nah, Holly Quest. this guy sounds like he like nah, he's a Bama. He's, like raises cattle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the dude's voice is. Oh, hey, I'm yo, like, yo, what? Part right. of the Bronx are you from? You uptown motherfuckers. Y'all gotta chill, bro. Oh, oh, my bad. Oh, I gotta chill, G. I swear. Your man out here with the Raise cattle. Raise cattle, bro. That dude well, will knock you the well, fuck out. Absolutely. I'm not denying this. Nah, so he was fighting this Cuban what dude. Am I? He still sound like he raised cattle, though. Right, he does. No, he does. He's down like he's fighting some big dude, too. Yeah. Ortiz. Dude's Ortiz. huge. Yeah. He's but, but, but he dude's got like six, Honestly, seven. yo, that's how a fight can go. Like, I had a conversation with my dad the other day about this. Uh, you could be winning ten rounds. A dude catch you with one a good time. Slight. Good night. But see, that's the thing. Ortiz was beating him. Yeah, even on, even exactly. on the cards, Ortiz, 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 was to, Ortiz him. had to fight one. So like Ortiz was up at one point, like four rounds, and it was like the seventh round where he had like if there were thirty more seconds left in the round, he would have knocked out. So he would have knocked him out because he had him is, dazed and he was just wobbling. He couldn't grip. So that's like, when you saw me wobbling yeah. because I'm like, you, yo, my boy fitting to go down. If you know you losing in the rounds, my thing is I gotta knock you out now. So that, now right. you think you trying to win a technical round? My thing is like. Nah, I'm losing. I'm, I'm ready. Lost half so, these rounds. You gonna catch? I'm gonna swing at you hard. At that as point, I you have nothing to lose. Nothing well, to lose. I mean, but you have to understand. Like he's 39 and 0 with 38 knockouts. All he does is knock people out. So, so he's always going for that. one He's hit. always going for the one. But yeah. the thing is, so like getting without getting too technical in the boxing terms, Ortiz is a southpaw. He's a lefty, right? So and uh, it. Uh, um, Deontay Wilder, he's a righty, and he wins with his jab because it sets up. He wins with the left jab because it sets up the right, right hook. But he couldn't get that left jab right, in because, because dude was a lefty. Right, he was a lefty. Yeah. So now he's a lefty. He was hitting real hard, like body shots, punch shots. That dude's heavy. He's yeah. like pounds. Yeah, so it was a good-ass It was a good ass fight. It's been a while. So wait, so what he round did it go to? He knocked him out. Wilder, he recovered in the eighth round. He he still looked a little scary. Ninth round, he set him up. Tenth round, he dropped him two times. Caught him with a upper, right uppercut uh, after he stunned. Up. Yeah, it was wow. a great fight. How many it was gonna go twelve? Right? It was. I mean, it's, it was a twelve round fight. Yeah, but he knocked him he out. Ten. Have any of you guys out. ever been knocked out in your life? Nah, nah. Or unconscious for any not, That's not to say I'm like a tough guy. Nah, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's not to say I'm shit. not like yo. Not nah, nah. It just makes you clever because it makes you realize I you heard, never get uh, in a situation where you get after you get knocked out. It lasts with you for at least two months. Like the effects of it. I guess it would get concussion. You mean that happened to you? Well. That's nah, basically what happened to my pops. So my pops concussion. got knocked out. Oh yeah, yeah. his pops was, was a my pops was a boxer. Uh, was a gold, yeah. Won the Golden Gloves right? twice. So hey. my pops two times. Big Mike. But um, yeah, he got knocked out. That's when he stopped fighting because he was he was contemplating going pro because the dude he beat in the Golden Gloves, David Sears, he went pro and he lost to um I'm trying to think of the name the name of the dude. He had a, a brother. It was two two brothers. 
uh, can't remember the names right now, but he went pro, ended up getting knocked out by the dude um, when he got pro. But my, my pops got knocked out while contemplating going pro, and he said that he couldn't train, like he couldn't do anything. As soon as he was hit the, hit the heavy bag, his head would just start yeah. like going fuzzy. Yeah, but you got hit hard enough that you passed out, bro. That's not like something to play with. Right. No, not at all. Right. So I have to be chill, Oh, Spinks. Man. The dude who uh, David Sears got knocked out oh, by. Leon Spinks. Leon Spinks, yeah. Yeah. Leon there were two Spinks, Spinks brothers. Yeah. There was Leon and um the other dude. The other one, yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. He yeah. wasn't Michael good, Spinks, though. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big boxing head, so I'm looking forward to that. Has set up the fight, and here's the problem with boxing: like, unlike UFC, like boxing likes to draw out fights for yeah, forever, forever. Like that Pacquiao Mayweather fight should have happened four years. UFC's prior catching forever. on though. UFC's trying to get the money from that now. They well, know because they're trying to draw so out. they yeah. they put in like clauses where the number one fighter has to fight. At least the twice number two, a year or not just twice a year, but he has to fight the number one fighter. Uh, the number one fighter has to fight the number two fighter, or the number three fighter, and the number four fighter. Like he can't duck and dodge. It, like so, the guy, like the to heavyweight, keep, to keep the belt, right? To yeah. keep the belt, yeah. the fight, the heavyweight fight that needs to happen in boxing is Deontay Wilder versus Anthony Joshua. Ugh. Anthony jo- Joshua is a British boxer. I know exactly, what you're talking he, about. He's stocky. Like he's big, like Ortiz. That's, that's man's. That's man's that pulled up on Buddy at the, on, at the on boxing Tusco. gym. Yeah. yeah. You know what's no, crazy? No. Boxing. Like, boxing and baseball were, like, two of the biggest sports in the 80s and 90s, right? Heavyweight boxing, even before that. Yeah. From, like, look the at days the of Joe fighting. Lewis yeah. forward up until, like, Lennox Lewis, heavyweight boxing was the thing. But the two, the Lennox. two, yeah, shout-outs to, yo, Lennox Lewis, well, I'll go on But if you notice, the only popular fighters in boxing were heavyweights that you could see knockouts from, right? That's what we want well, to see. That's baseball. The best years of baseball in the home 90s. Runs. Mark McGuire, Sammy, Sammy Sosa, Sosa hit it home yeah. runs. The, the steroid era. People. Ever since that shit went downhill. Chicks dig the long ball, right. <laughs> as LeBron James said. Yeah, like ever since that shit went downhill, nobody cares about baseball anymore. Like there's the the, 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 the ingrown fan group. And then boxing is an afterthought. Whoa. People don't watch Floyd was really Floyd carried it somehow. Floyd was a showman. Right. And even so, Floyd like people still weren't there. really paying to see Floyd Mayweather fight the same way they were paying for Mike Tyson. Uh, that is, that I mean, not I don't that's know. Not, that's not true. What I'm saying Here, is, here's what Floyd was good at. Floyd, Floyd, was, Floyd was good at making you hate him. Floyd was good at making people want to see him lose, even though he he would not lose. And as great, I mean, he's not. He wasn't as great of an actual boxer as he was as a defensive, uh, uh tech like tech. Uh, he could box. He just wasn't knock nobody out. Right. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. He was he was the defensive tactician, whereas you couldn't hit him. His shoulder roll will go on, and and you'll talk about yeah. that shit fifty, hundred so years. You from pay now. you pay to watch him lose, and he never loses. He never loses. While he made way more money than those dudes in the nineties, it's still like the culture of boxing was just seeing Floyd fight. That was it. Well, like I said, well, like you said, he wasn't knocking anybody out. Yeah. He just want he wanted you to pay to see him lose right. even though he knew Thing he is, wasn't going to lose. Like he wasn't going to lose. People paid to see him get knocked out. He was obviously right. Floyd don't get knocked out right. today. So <laughs> they were still expecting a knockout. He just imagine like you try to get something and it's like, "Oh no." Right. You got to come a little right. further. And then you he's be fighting dudes that. who are 160 pounds, 145 so, so, I mean, pounds. Whatever. He's one 140. Yeah, that, that, that's like his weight class is the 140, 145. Uh, 146. And people are surprised whenever they see Floyd and he's tiny. You know what I'm Floyd's saying? Little. No, Floyd's mad. I saw Floyd down in Times Square um, I, when I used to work inside the Grand Central. And uh, he pulled up with his, like, there's seven Escalades, right? All black joints. Man, and just mad six, five to six, eight. Uh, dudes hop out you know what I'm saying SVU with TMT on HS yeah. and all of a sudden you see this little Floyd. dude that's like all the way down here uh, just walking come same out with, with Conor like McGregor these huh? dudes look crazy yeah. muscular and big on TV like, Conor, Conor McGregor's like 5'5 five, five. nah he's bigger than that He's not that much bigger. Yeah, he's he's like, not that much bigger. He's, he's like, no taller than five. He's like, seven. He's like five seven. I, I told yeah. Floyd. I thought Floyd was like Floyd five, is like five six. Five six. Bro, yeah. anything under six. Floyd not. Floyd is taller than. Floyd's tiny, he's bro. Not, bro. Yeah. I thought Floyd. I thought They're Floyd, both under five ten. I thought Floyd was like five like six. No, no five. I'm, doing six. It. I'm already doing. Hey, I'm already on. Floyd thought Conor McGregor was like five ten. Nah, Conor McGregor's five. Floyd and five are like the same. Conor McGregor's five nine. They're probably gassing it a little bit. I mean, him and Floyd were like head to head. But also, 5'9, you're a dude, bro. You're tiny. Watch your mouth, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Watch your mouth, dude. Yeah. Fucking Southern. Sit right the 6'5, dude. Southern. First of all, I'm from Ohio. I'm from the Midwest, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went to school in Florida. You were drinking so, the water out there when you were 17. Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather's 5'8. So, yeah, they're about the same height. So, they're probably 5'6 and 5'7. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, so I mean, so and that's the, that goes into what you're saying before. Still knock me out. So I'm oh yeah, absolutely. Hands. <laughs> nah, I'm staying hands away from dead. hands. Lethal people, weapons. That, people always underestimate like the really slim Mexican dudes that know how to. Sc- Yo, oh, people nah. would be surprised. These Mexican dudes that weigh like one thirty. They also can take a punch. Scrap. Fuck yeah. out. Scrap. And they could take a hit. Hit them five times <laughs> in the face with a bat. With a brick. After after taking twelve shots. Boxers are one of the boxers fighters. Period. Those people that they have those. You know, you can't judge a book by its cover with, with nah, fighters. It's like you ever see UFC fights and these dudes during regular day look like Wall Street nerds. Yeah. And these dudes are putting Manny knocking people's teeth yeah. out at like five nine to five you a stockbroker five to nine you knocking people's teeth out. Word. Like fight club. Speaking of like <laughs> hours five to nine one of the questions we were asking before the podcast started was what's the first thing you do in the morning when your eyes open most people grab their phones. First thing I do is grab. But what do you do on your phone when you grab your phone? Like, what's the first app it or first thing you go to? It depends what's on. My, like, if I have when notifications, notifications yeah, on, I, I tag my notifications to see, see if that's money. It's I started doing. I started putting my phone on Do Not Disturb, so there are no notifications when uh, I open my joint. I just don't. Sounds my like notifications don't wake me up. You're going unemployed for. <laughs> now, my notifications don't wake me up at all. So I just wake up and see what's. Like what needs to be addressed, yeah, and yeah. I do a lot of emailing and text throughout the day. So I'm either like my phone, I love it because I can like set up text messages to be sent later in the day. Wow! So I like yeah, be up at five o'clock in the morning, four, yeah, mm-hmm. four and change in the morning, sending text like, all right, I'll send this to Chuck at twelve o three. And I always pick like random times, make it seem like it was. You wasn't have to make automated. sure you don't text them before that, right? I, yeah, I just like, make you think it wasn't. Why didn't you tell me this three hours ago? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just up kind of addressing doing what I got to doing what I can. With what time I have early that day to get out the way, so I don't got to think about it. Sending emails off and reading news, you know, I'm a news guy. Are there? Cause so you're an entrepreneur, correct? Absolutely. So are there certain times where you have to remind yourself? Like, do you ever get off off the grind? Where, because I mean, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to make sure you're making business decisions throughout the day, so it could you know equate to working eight hours of day, eight hours a day for another company. Like, do you ever find like a time where you're like, oh shit, I really haven't worked in three days. Like, I've been chilling. Those are days I know I need to take off. Like, yeah. I used to let's work, 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 and my body would tell me, "Yo, bro, sit the fuck down." Chill, right? Because yeah. now you don't have a clock I time it now. Now it's like, all right, I, I'm tired. I've worked a lot, so I'm able to pace myself. Like, all right, Ron, like you got a lot of work done. Or you like a lot of the work I'm doing now, considering my new events coming up, is all digital work. I'm typing things up. I don't have to be in my studio. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I can be home and cook and do things at home now. So I just kind of give myself breaks when I can. Right. So if I know I got a gap, cool. I'm gonna throw some. I'm gonna give myself that personal time in that gap so i'm never i'm never taking my time when there's work to be done mm-hmm. so when there's isn't immediate work to be done that's why i'm kind of throwing my breaks in okay it's like if you ever worked retail it's like oh it's dead on the floor take your break yeah soon it gets popping you back right it's kind of like that it's never like yo it's popping damn it used to be yo, it was popping then all of a sudden my body's just shutting down and it's like pass out but now it's just like nah i just pick and choose i Get to it before it gets to me. Mm. Hit the wall before the wall hits you. Also. Got to. Also. So what are some of the new projects you have uh, coming up? Um, whole exhibition. I finally finished all that stuff though, Chuck, too. Whole exhibition coming out. April um, 21st, right? April 21st. You got. Um, I, I, was, I was on your page today and I was like, I was trying. The RSVP is as soon as you get on your website. But then I got to your Instagram page and I'm looking at your show and you're like, oh yeah, y'all crazy with these w- RSVPs. DM me and I might show you. I was like, oh wait, is it is it is that capacity now? Uh, like, it'll probably be, No joke probably be at capacity tomorrow. All right, let like me, not even a joke. I'm not even. I'm not even hyping is, it. Is it that church joint in um in yeah, the Bronx? Absolutely. Like I only have. That's uh, dope. But you own your own studio. Yeah, like my you got thing like was two different things going or two different sides of the business going on that you're handling. Yo, that's what I'm telling you. Like I'm like the judge and the jury with here. Like mm-hmm. cool. You didn't want to. I remember emailing Mad Galleries in the hall. I'm like, yo, show my work. This is years ago. Show my work. I want to show you all my work with you guys. No nothing. No replies. Nothing. Right. I'm like all right, the hell with y'all. I'm gonna do this shit myself. You can't tell me no. Right. And then as opposed to showing at all these other galleries and bringing my people, like, it's funny, I was, this is not even toot my own horn, though, bro. I was talking to um, this photographer I was working with a while ago, and he was like, yo, what do you do to promote your events? He's like, yo, your event's coming up in April, like, you gonna start promoting it now? I'm like, bro, it's like, like, February. What am not, fuck am I promoting it in February for? Nah, that's, yeah. I told him, like, yo, I've been at this so long. Chuck, I can tell you, you've been with me, you've been riding for a little bit. I've been at this so long, I can send an email, send a tweet, and my RVPs. I put this, I think I made the link active on Friday. They'll be out tomorrow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it'll be out tomorrow. I've done no That's work. Live. Let me, like, how often do you... You've never seen me promote anything. It's just like, all right, cool. Here's this. and He promotes through email. He doesn't even really do... I just send the email. Media. Like, I send an Instagram post, one Instagram post, here's some emails, or one email. Have a good, I used to do so much. I used to, like, do all types of promotion stuff. Now it's like, yo, bro, it's way easier now. I put the work in. My thing is, I'm not going to 
show someone else's face unless well, I've done it before. But my thing is, if I'm own, if I'm starting, if I'm bringing my own crowd. Why not bring it to my space? Like, right. why not? My space is big enough. My space is bigger than most galleries. Right. My space is probably bigger than eighty percent of the galleries in Harlem. Do you have people coming to you now that you have your own space? Absolutely. Okay. Well, coming to me to show their work? No. To oh. well, yeah, to, to well, show them. That's yeah. not not anything bad, but it's like I just focusing on my space now. Okay. So it's not like yo, I don't want to show your work, homie. It's just like listen, man. I'm not at that point yet. I just this is my gotcha. showroom. This is not a gallery in the sense of like, hey, let me curate this. This is just me. That was gonna, that's this is my this ask. is essentially my showroom. Okay. So do you do you find yourself always working even when you're not working? Like for instance, are you always conceptualizing new art? Like if you're on vacation, yeah, you can't stop that. Like, it's not like work for me. That's just how I am, and I'm just like, oh, it's a dope color. Do you ever or... try to turn it off? My wife tries. <laughs> like, you think you're going to turn it off? You don't. Like, it's you. You can't turn yourself right, off. Right, right, I might right. not be like, oh, I'm going to sit there and go whatever, but I have an idea. I'm going to send an email to myself uh-huh. to look later. Uh, like, hit this email to myself. I won't check it yet, but I'll check it when I get back just so I don't forget something. Okay. But uh, you can never, you can't stop working because you can't stop being you. The inspiration, there's no, you have no choice when that bug hits. No, that's true. It's not like a, like you said, it's not like a, going back to earlier conversation, not like a nine to five where yeah. you turn off, you turn on. Where you're you're just always on. Doesn't yeah, because you want to be on. Inspiration is a process of being on. It's something turning your switch on. It's like, right. oh, this is dope. I, like you want to. There are always mental notes being taken. Yeah, always. Yeah. Absolutely. Even sitting here looking at the colors, looking at little things, looking at like the weight. <laughs> I'm always observing. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, everything. I'm text. I'm like communicating with people right now. I'm also like, you know, part of the show right now. But like, I'm communicating with somebody. Somebody was like, oh, yo. I was like, I got Ryan Draper on the show. I was like, oh, he's everything. Like, Who's that? This random... Shout out to, to whoever that Shout was. Shout out to Fab, man. Fab, you know. Which, Fabian? Um, yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That's the homie. She's uh, be on the show. But, you know, she got too busy for us. You know, yeah, so she's on me. Yeah, absolutely. But nah, fuck, wait, hold on. Fab tried to lie on me last week. No, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, bro. I've been so busy. You know what? I, she wasn't I, even trying to lie. She really believed because she saw. She showed me the video of you pouring the cranberry juice, uh, and I could tell. I was like, "Yo, it does look like." If he didn't tell me that the cup was empty and he was pouring cranberry juice in the cup, I would have thought he was drinking liquor too. Because you see the camera turn. This is like court. <laughs> this is on some like jury. And see how they try to do me, America? So. Kenny was pouring the cranberry juice in his cup when the Henny bottle was right next to it, and you had to stop the video to see that the cup was empty before the juice went inside the cup. So I am vindicated, is what he's trying to say. That video confirms at least part of his story, saying that he did not. It's not part of it. It confirms, it confirms the entire story. <laughs> so we so we've been doing like a, a non-drinking cleanse, right, for yeah. the past since uh, since January first, right? Mm-hmm. And my not throat drinking. has been dry ever since then. Like I feel like I need a Heineken, bro. <laughs> Heineken but so we went out last weekend and we had like numerous Hennessy bottles right and everybody's drinking seven eight people everybody's drinking I'm the only one not drinking so there was a video so uh Ty called well Nick asked me because I guess Nick Nick works with Fab yeah. and she had mentioned to him like oh I think Kenny broke the streak I was Ooh. like so Nick tried to come at me on air like I heard you I heard you was drinking I was like no I no I wasn't nah I can I can I was there I can confirm thank you people say you don't remember though <laughs> <laughs> people are saying you might not remember based off your night so wait <laughs> they're holding you to your old standards Dave yikes <laughs> I mean nah it wasn't crazy like that <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I high key like we I mean we were talking and Kenny, we were sitting there rapping like. Bro. No, we also, was. Kenny sat next to me. Kenny, Kenny also said he saw you dance for the first time. So I was night. gonna get to that. Yeah, nah, I, I was nah. That wasn't that wasn't. Me I saw a video of you battling Chris Styles. I wasn't. Ah. Oh wait, I wasn't battling. <laughs> you were you were battling. <laughs> Chris that was an attempt camera. to battle. The bro. cards have been pulled. <laughs> wait, that wasn't it was like on some like. All right, you go. All right, I go. There's on some. They B2K. played that. They played that damn look alive. Yeah, right, the challenge. I couldn't help myself. And I looked very stupid doing it because I was very drunk. Oh, like, yes. Bumping into people that was walking by. I saw I was, you doing the great. footwork. You had the footwork going on. I got it. I you had it. it, though. You I had it. I that. No, but definitely ask me again on camera. I'll, I don't give a fuck. I'll kill that shit right now. Because I hate... <laughs> I always said no because I have little cousins who are like dancing-ass kids or whatever. When yeah. I go back to uh, Florida, like my friend's kids are like super dancing. They be on it. So like I don't like to be like out of touch because like, we go to school in Florida, man. You gotta know, You better know how to do something. With your feet in your hands <laughs> and waving your head around, you better not do something. But um, you know, speaking of just like being able to um, 
like capitalize on certain things like you know like Jay-Z and Beyonce are like doing like an on the run too so I saw that they, they dropped it today and then they, they pulled it, it back but how do we feel about like a on like we got on the run right we got that tour after like four plus albums from each person well, so, and all of that uh, we've uh, only gotten Beyonce the album the subtitled album yeah, yeah Lemonade and and 444 so what, like why are we what getting that, a, like what a, that tells me is that Beyonce is dropping another album soon but that doesn't matter that's still like two, I mean that doesn't matter to you right. so there's a lot of women that so she should go on tour so she should go on tour nah I think these last two albums have been so substantive that they're a little different in the sense of now there's a whole they can make a whole story about it a whole different movement and one being like the answer to the other what made On The Run so great was the interpolation of like all of their older music you know what I'm saying and so there's gonna be that too yeah I'm pretty sure it's still gonna be that but like we already got all the old ones so they're gonna do more older you think people not gonna pay to see that anyway no it's gonna sell out absolutely easily I might be there (laughs) (laughs) so I mean I get it but I was just like it's always it's just like when I saw it tour so much bro when you saw Jay head Headlining uh, 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 the Meadows Festival, and you saw Jay headlining Made in America. You knew there was a new Jay album coming at some yeah. point, right? Well, the, the album had already came out. No, 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 no. There was no new music when it was announced that Jay had that right because he did Made in America was all old cuts. No, no, what I'm saying is that list came out. Exactly, came out for all the for those festivals. Jay had not dropped for. There was no. Yeah, there was no. Nothing behind that's it. That's the point. But there was but no. Yeah, he had no. No, my nigga. No, there was not. Listen to there me. Was what I, not. You're trying ahead, to tell me no, but I haven't even finished speaking ahead, the sentence it. yet. What I was gonna say is like, <laughs> there. By Ready? the time, by the time we got to Made in America, right. Four forty four had been out. Yes, but when the lineup was announced, that's what so, I'm yeah, talking about. So yeah, there is gonna be music to come out. However, right. is it a, is is it gonna be a substantial amount to which the on the run two is gonna feel worth it? I'm sure. Bro, people Jay who, has fifteen albums. Beyonce has. And you think he got, you think he doesn't have music that's still kind of right? Like he just, they just Speaking put of, something out a few days ago. So let's talk about that because Top, top off? I, I I thought yeah, Chuck's giving me the middle finger because Chuck hit me up because I I went I was like I, I think Top Off is trash. Uh, uh come at me. Uh, uh, stands. I haven't even heard it. Top Off. Nah, is I don't think tra- it's trash. No, it's I, I think trash, you though. know what it is. I, it's not that it's trash. Well, it is trash, but I I just think that the standard that we have set for if you have Future, Jay, Future Beyonce go, on that song, that song has to be better. Nah, Future got to go though. Future, Future well, got to go. People are not fucking with Future after the Kunta Kinte, uh, the uh, the King, the King. <laughs> king. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> oh, what was, that? Yeah, what was going on with that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck that shit was about. But like that song has to be better. That song has he's to be. Still better. hurt from Sierra, dog. Dog, he just still. Did, did he just that, said that, that today. Russell Wilson is his new kid's father. He was like, you wow. fell in love with a dude who drinks drinks lean or something. Now you fuck with a dude who drinks creatine. I I, that that future stop. that future double album wasn't that bad though. He got to stop though. He just stopped doing Hendrix and um. He makes him, he's making himself over. look good. Just, I never, he's, I never he's, felt this. Future's not over, but he has to. He really has to stop like doing these things that make him look stupid because his son is going to get old enough to be able to search the internet. It's going to be like, yo, why was you going against? The dude was a great. He's dad. a great guy. There's nothing Russell Wilson nothing has Russell Wilson. done. And to now, make feel away. and now Russell Wilson is officially a Yankee. There will be no slander. He's officially Yankee. It, yeah, there will be been no a Yankee slander. for about two weeks. Yep. Nah, be. he was spring training. He's not making a team. Dude. No, but he's on the. Oh, Yankees. he's absolutely Yankees, making Yankees, a team. He is not making the forty man roster. He's making the team. He's definitely making the team. He definitely is not making a roster. Just for ticket sales alone, you are delusional. They don't need his help with ticket sales. That I think they, the uh, Yankees have literally the best hitting lineup they've had in like twenty years. I, I think they said that the uh, the uh, preseason games, or the spring training games, have like broke yes viewing records. Uh, because why? Because the lineup, yes, but also because because those Flonial fans are, are jumping out the woodworks. It's like, yeah, Yankees. Well, this is the year yeah. the Yankees uh, are probably going to win. Slander every time. That's not slander. That's not slander. That's just facts. It's all right. <laughs> I don't like how you said y'all though when you were talking about these Uh-oh. new fans. I, ever since you've known me, I've had a Yankee jersey with a bat. In my hand, we also, like, like that's like, also, we also have had this I argument that. with him. That's like a fashion sport. statement. People wear that and don't care about baseball in New York. Though. So this no. is, the, and this is what the they point that I don't know. What I'm saying is, I've been at, the, I went to games at the old Yankee Stadium. Those were the first baseball. So so, right, I've been a fan though. That, like, I'm not you know saying you're not. I'm okay. just saying you don't have to be. No, no, you don't. Yeah. Here's but, my question. Like, he I'm knows what's, I've, I've been rooting for the Yankees for my whole life. I never but, switched up. So, but there are I never people, rooted for the Indians and the Braves and never rooted for the Mets. So there are people that in this city that root for the Yankees. 100%. Right. They, but they I don't root give a fuck Yankees. about them, though. Like, I don't give a damn. Right. I'm not even from this city, and I've been a Yankee fan for longer than that, bro. 
Like, so why is that? Because you weren't you were raised in you Ohio. Been an Indians fan. And, first right, of all, no, you were born in Ohio. First of all, and city, raised in Florida. I'm not from Cleveland, and my city has an entire baseball team. No, I'm talking to Nick. Oh, oh right. I forgot you're from Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Sorry, yeah, sorry, we have sorry. an entire baseball team. But the Cincinnati Reds were trash when you had and Brian Larkin. We had Barry Larkin. We had Barry Larkin. We always we always kept the hood. Fuck with that hat. We always kept the yeah. Of course, we always kept the we always kept. Uh, a, a decent from Sean Casey to we always Gutierrez we always kept like a decent even we Bro, got Dontrell so Willis after he won that Dontrell uh, Willis yeah yo we, we always yeah. kept a certain like a, a but it's like the but Yankees, why were you a Yankee fan man because my dad would buy me these baseball cards and I would like get like I said like old Bernie Williams card I'd be like yo these guys are amazing we're going off in this yeah and I just I, I so started, you grew up as a Yankee fan yeah absolutely but, like, but wild, you know like somebody from somewhere else is a Lakers fan or something just because of like the legacy of winning like, right it's, just it's like, like I, Cowboys fans all over New York so that, exactly it's just a little a little bit less disrespectful about being a Cowboys fan but why is it less disrespectful being a Cowboys fan I just feel like Cowboys don't really represent nothing that means black uh, they used to Oh, the Cowboys are the Yankees black and the Yankees represent black and what do the Yankees represent like I said, my first play, my first. The only thing, and the then only when I, when I told my Yankees father, have like, with black people is Jay Z's hat. Right? No, but no. Then my father, like, he would be like, "Oh, you like Bernie That's, Williams? Let me tell you about Reggie Jackson." I mean, baseball is barely black anymore, though. Yeah, but he said and he don't like the Cowboys. Known, but I'm saying for, for specifically for the reason he said he doesn't like the Cowboys. The Yankees no, are don't cross the threshold either. But at least the I people feel like George Steinbrenner was a Democrat. Yeah, hell absolutely. no nah, Hell no Absolutely not hell No I mean when I say Democrat I mean a Republican Like I think he was a rich Wait, dude That probably what? was a Republican said, But he no, was a liberal Nick, He's in New York Stop it You gotta be liberal in New York But it's over right, I just fuck with George Steinbrenner <laughs> heavy. But he used to give Black people a chance You know what I'm saying Like Daryl Strawberry He gave everybody no, That no. could help also, him win Yeah it wasn't Come yeah, on, but he Nick, took That wasn't black people That's somebody who could help you win Nah hold up Derek Jeter and Doc Gooden Were not known to help you win When they were on drugs What do you mean Derek just came out the crack binge and he was like, Yo, I'll give y'all a that shot. Was a, that was a marketing thing, bro. That yeah. was a marketing thing. They uh, they he still didn't have to do that. He didn't have to, but it didn't really cost him much to do much. But he, yeah. nobody else would give him a shot. So? What are you talking about? So you give him a shot. You give him a shot. Low contract. You call it a low day. contract. Oh, really the Yankees no, had a reputation. Like giving them too much of like somebody. The Yankees had a reputation. Well, thank you for buying me as a slave master, yeah. master. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's ugh. ah <laughs> exactly. He's a Yankee fan. You gotta let him rock. You know, <laughs> unapologetic. <laughs> you know what you're trying to do? I don't like that. No, because I'm defending him, but I'm not gonna let him say nothing that sounds a little crazy as a Yankee fan, as a fellow crazy. Yankee fan. How many baseball games you watched last year? Yankee games. I'm sorry. How many last Yankee year, games? Yankee games. Maybe like thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Sheesh. Okay, it's a low percentage. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched. I mean, I don't watch baseball until honestly. Even when I was a heavy fan, I don't watch baseball until after fall. the All Star All Star break. Because right. I don't have time. Like most of the time, baseball games are going on when I'm either doing shit or I don't feel like even turning on. Well, baseball games happen during the summer. Twelve hours long, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I don't watch baseball games until it gets interesting. 100 innings. I mean, if I played fantasy, you play fantasy baseball. Play fantasy so you're watching baseball yeah. from the beginning of the season. Yeah. I do not. Nobody has time to watch 100 it's a little bit more. I mean, I'm not watching like whole games. No, it's impossible so, like, to I don't even have time to follow baseball until until July. I literally fall asleep during baseball games, so like I. It's very easy. Like, if, if I'm, I go, at, if I'm at the yeah, crib, I'm going for the like the the food and the yeah. drinks. If I'm at the atmosphere of a baseball game is just amazing. If I'm at the crib, oh, I'm yeah, absolutely fall asleep. But if my, I'm at Yankee there's Stadium, nothing like a New York I, baseball game. I was, I was talking to my mom this weekend. She was like, "I can't wait to go to City Field and see the Mets games and eat some good food." I was like, "Oh, that's great, mom." I was like, "You know, because she lives up in Westchester, yeah. So I, and Yankee Stadium is closer than City Field. Yeah, but I, was, I, was, I, like I was like, "Oh, you don't. What about the Yankee games?" She was like, "She was like Yankee games. Why?" Why the hell would I want to go to see that team? Why would I want to go? I don't want to go to that stadium. I was like, you can't. I was like, yes. I love you, Ma. Auntie Dawn, what's up? I was like, yes. What are you doing slandering my squad? That's right. Why do we want to go to City Field? What I'm really hyped to see. A, the food at City Field is better. The food is better. The team is better. Shut up. The team is better. They got that Shake Shack at City Field, though. Wait, how are the Mets better than the Yankees? The Mets are not better than the Mets was in the World Series two years ago. Okay. Congratulations. How are the Mets better than the Yankees right now? What do you mean? We lost a six. Games. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, okay. How are the Mets better than Yankees? Right <laughs> How'd that work? <laughs> we lost six games. We're going back. It's not this first year, or last, baby. We're going back this year, though. <laughs> okay. 
No one remembers the runner-up. <laughs> you know that's not a fact. That's a, you almost gave up being a Mets fan this year. No, I never I saw you on Twitter. So here's the difference between me. No, I'll never be. I'll never give up. Being, I can criticize my team because no, I'm you a did. I said it's being. Re- I remember your tweet. It was something about it being very difficult right now. Yes, to be. I'm about it to is say hard. You you basically said I'm about to throw in a towel. Didn't say that. Yes, you did. Didn't say that. Yes, you didn't say did. There's no. There's a difference I'm between find saying a tweet. find a tweet. I'm gonna find. I might have said it's being real hard because there there's certain stuff the ownership because with their restrictions with money. It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating to watch a team that is in the New York market that is owned by somebody that had went through some financial not hardships one. and not sell the team as they should and give it up to like a Mark Cuban who is will go out and spend any amount of money to make sure this team is a winner, right? <laughs> not one, not two, but three of your teams or at least have profitable. managed questionable profitable, management. Yeah. Three of your teams literally have the most Wait, questionable let's pivot. Let's sports. pivot sports right now yes. because the big thing right now between football is between uh, what's got with Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley. You got uh, Shaquille Griffin. And you got Lamar Jackson. Like, these three characters have been kind of, like, ruling the news cycle of um, football, especially at the Combine mm-hmm. or whatever. Like The Browns are talking about they're not going to take Saquon at number one. Or people are advising He said, he said, he's like, yo, listen, I'd, I'd be honored. I already saw myself being in the Of Cleveland. course he would be honored. This is his number one pick. I mean, he's going to be all right wherever he goes. <laughs> um, The Jets should try and get him, though, right? No, I mean, they shouldn't trade up for him. If he's there, it's Wait, what, what pick is... Oh, the Jets are six. Yeah. Who has number the two? Giants the Giants have two. Oh, Giants will probably Giants have two. Taken Colts have three. Still the fuck the NFL, four. though. I watched. The, actually went the whole season without watching the NFL. Well, All right, what, you're a fan of... Uh, who's the, was there a team that you did watch when you did watch the NFL? Not I don't really, know. A lot I of just, green I wasn't right like now. a big, like, football guy. I right. like watching the game, but I was never, like, rooting for anybody. Right. You were a black quarterback. I ruined for you. It's ruined for everybody black, baby. Right. But I wasn't like, yo, that's my team. I didn't care. No, I didn't really fuck with too much. But the Giants, I was rooted for, though. Okay. So I could could see. So as a casual football fan, like, I could see why it'd be very easy to cut the NFL off. Like, whatever. Fuck it. I don't really fuck with no teams. Yeah, I just got back into a little more, like, last few years. Mm -hmm. But... Those are the two types of people that were it was easy for to cut off NFL games. The people that were casual fans and then people who were fans of places like the Cleveland Browns. Right. <laughs> like, Dude, they had a like my boy was like, oh, fuck the season. NFL. I'm never watching another NFL game. I'm like, you root for the Browns. That was easy for you. You shouldn't watch <laughs> you football watching. They won one at game, any bro. point. Like, you know what I'm saying? But as an Eagles fan or like a, a, as a fan of a team that, oh, man, I can't wait to see that banner come down. I'm a... Anybody want to come with me to the first game of the season? Let's go. We're good. good. (laughs) It's going to be on a Thursday. I got to work. Oh, it is a Thursday night? It is a Thursday night game. Yeah. But no, it was difficult for me, especially being this is the year that we ended up being decent enough to go all the way. It's like I chose to to, to show my, you know... um, to nice. show my 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 support of, of Kaepernick and, and other nice. issues in other ways, you know. Nah, I get it, but I just I just chose not to watch the shit at all. It was right. like I wanted to. Don't be true. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, but you know, at a, at a certain point, and like God, it's hard. But like at a certain point, it's like, is he watching football? Like you know what I'm saying? Like is, is Kaepernick? Yeah. Football? Like do you think Kaepernick watched football towards the probably end? Not. Like, nah. Probably not. A lot of athletes don't even watch their own sport. To <laughs> yeah. tell you the truth, though. Hmm. Like there's some dudes who retired from the NFL that have said they have not picked up the controller. Right. I mean, they're the NFL just game. some some people just really good at football. Like blessed to be. They don't even like quick, it. Quick feet, just really durable, athletic. You know what I mean if you're on the line, yeah, you don't big. actually like it. it. Might have been right. Michael Bennett. I forgot who it was recently that said they literally don't even they don't watch the sport. They don't really care. It sounds like one of them. Right, just pays the bills. Yeah. <clears> um, so what about the Oscars? Did you guys watch the Oscars? Did you guys watch the Oscars last? Of course. I mean, I said that. Did you? The Oscars had like one of the lowest oh, ratings. Four one hours, of the bro. Yeah, one on and off. That show was long as hell. I was four watching. Hours. I watched the whole thing. I didn't four watch, hours. I didn't watch a minute of it. Four. You didn't watch a minute. Didn't watch a minute of it. I watched the whole. Oscars, I watched the whole thing. I watched bro. the whole Oscars every year. And the red. And the red carpet. <laughs> the only time I didn't like the Oscars was when Neil Patrick Harris hosted it. It was terrible. You thought Jimmy Kimmel was good last night? I love Jimmy Kimmel. He was yeah. funny, bro. And that. Jim, and he was super the authentic. Jet ski, the jet ski. The jet ski joke lasted dope. throughout the entire. Everybody was trying to win the jet. Who won the jet ski? Uh, some dude, uh, yeah. costume designer, or set designer, production who is, designer. Who is this? I saw everybody on Twitter tweeting about this girl in this yellow dress. Yes, oh, the <laughs> I don't know. The white woman? No, I she saw was like, white. I saw like, like six, uh, eight people tweet about this shit. She resembled. She kind of resembled Wonder Woman a little bit. So you didn't find out who she was. I didn't find out who she was, but she was bad. They even went back to her for no reason. <laughs> it's coming. Dave's thinking. Do you know who it is, Dave? I'm trying to think about His it. Spidey sense. So she presented an award, and I don't know if she was an actress or what, but she was literally, whew, she was beautiful. Go to, go to Twitter, mm. Twitter search yeah. yellow dress. With the ponytail? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who nah, because I was sitting yeah. there, you know, watching it, and uh, we were commenting on like what was happening. And like, oh, yo, she's fine. Oh, she bad. A lot oh, of beautiful people. Audra Day, because Andre Day looked great on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man, black people are amazing. Also, got how that, long? Got that gold. How long we? How long do we have left on like the Tiffany Haddish like being ghetto? Oh just for a whole man, thing? we were just talking. I think like, she's. She's about to be. She's, she's very funny. No, I'm not. She's, she's not gonna... funny, but how much more can you take before she gets paid Makes out? Little... She's got to be tired. Like, like it's got to be tiring yo, doing that shit twenty four seven. Exhausting. You think that's who well, she is, well, though? I, no, I think, not at all. You don't think she is? That's who she is, bro. That's who she is. There's nothing nah, wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But at some point, I watched an interview with her when she was talking about Bill Cosby. You watched an interview. That's what I'm talking about. She no, but no, I think that's her. Yo, she's really, really, really her. She's really from South. She's I respect that. I mean, I don't. Doesn't make her less like of like of less like polished. I think that she does. That as an act, like, nah. like, not like she's like fake ghetto. You think she can turn it off? So yes, I think she absolutely can turn it off. I so, think that she's grown as much. But if you can turn it off, it doesn't necessarily mean that isn't you. you I'm not, so that, like, we all can turn so, something off, right? But so, she's so, just so, being yeah. her. I mean, so more so like help or nuance not what I'm saying. Because I'm not, I'm not saying that she's faking. I'm she just can turn her quiet on. I'm yeah. I'm saying that she's like she knows that this is like the breadwinner, so she kind of like amps it up, puts a little extra juice on it. Oh, she's definitely extra juice on this, bro. Like absolutely. Because you're Absolutely. saying someone can't be all of that extra in real life all the time. I mean, that's Tracy, not true. Like Tracy Morgan, I heard you know is like that all the time. <laughs> I was saying, I think Tracy's like. Tracy's like that. <laughs> but you talk, we're talking about exceptions. So if Tiffany Haddish is that exception, it's like how long <laughs> are we gonna have until it's like, all right, bro, you're exploiting this shit, man. Chill out. Like you don't have to be. You're in front of all these people. Like, hey, guys. Well, I don't find her that funny personally. I so think I don't she's like, when she was on the when she was on the joint with uh, with uh, Maya Rudolph. I heard also, I think that. that a lot of people didn't realize that Maya Rudolph was half black until. Oh, Maya Rudolph is absolutely half black. Well, no, a lot of people don't oh, know that she know comes that. from the. Uh, the I didn't watch times. watching her on SNL. I did not know that. You, you know, know her mom. I didn't know her that. Her mom, mom is Minnie Ripperton. Yeah, yeah. Her bro. mother's white, right? Minnie Ripperton, bro. I don't know who Minnie Ripperton is, bro. It's a black one. Yeah, I'm black, I don't know. Man. Sorry, Young my boy. bad. <laughs> <laughs> Soul singer, bro. <laughs> Soul singer from the sixties and seventies. I'm just like Minnie Ripperton. She's just yeah. a white woman. <laughs> no Ask me if Minnie Ripperton was a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, um, right? Baby. <laughs> Close <Yeah>. tab, baby. <laughs> Yo, about to know. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Ron, go ahead. Um, before we close out the tab, um, go ahead. Tell everybody the address and hopefully the the, um, the your actual address, but uh, your website address where they can go to RSVP if there's actually RSVP time to RSVP by the time they hear this. Well, it's RonaldDraperArt.com. Um, it's funny thing is, as we're talking, I'm seeing RSVP like literally still going on. Like, I, just, I, just, I just I just did. I, just I slipped my head. <laughs> I just threw two in there. I'll be up in that bed with a plus one. I ain't gonna be outside. Shit. Actually, the twenty first is. The the day that we just talked about, uh, so I might not actually. Be able to... Oh, this is April twenty first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you're not gonna be in town. I'm not here. I'm not gonna be here. Oh, but uh, actually, April twenty first, RonaldJaperArt.com. Um, can't wait. This is the first series I'm putting out there that really has its own content. Usually, it's kind of like new styles. This is all its own style and it's all new content. It's okay. good. I'm telling you, it's good. It's really good. If I DM you nicely, can I see a sneak peek? Because that's how you said that earlier. <laughs> Before you leave, guys, you think it's I'll show you something. It's a whole new style. Something that you haven't seen before from me at all. It's, okay. Wow. It definitely still had the elements of who I am. But it's an, it's an evolved form. Absolutely an evolved form. Oh, man. Am I wrong, Shark? It's he's absolutely not, an evolved he's not, he's form. Not. It's cool. He ain't got to co-sign. I'm about to see the joint in about 10 minutes, baby. That's a way different thing. So I'm excited to show it. I'm excited to see how people feel. People, I know how people are going to feel about it. I'm excited to have this conversation. Okay. Because it's a conversation that people don't have. So my thing is I'm going to pull this bandaid off. You're going to have this conversation. And that's the goal of uh, what we do here um, is to have, uh, closing out the tab, the, the goal that we have is try to have conversations that people do have, but also have the conversations that people don't have. Like you said, open up that Band-Aid. Oh, yeah. Because that's Pull how the Band-Aid we... off. And you start with yourself. My right. thing is people don't want to have it. So if I'm having it, if I'm throwing, my, throwing all of my kind of like insides out first, then... I'm hopefully I'm hopefully encouraging other people to do the same. Absolutely. So well, we appreciate uh, you coming by, sharing your words and your thoughts. Um, appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely, no problem. Always welcome. Hopefully, um, you guys, I can get your RSVPs, folks. If you're listening, if not, uh, next year. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, signing off. My name is Ken. My name is I know Mini Ripperton is now black. <laughs> Yikes. My name is I already knew that many represent. Hey, you listen to the last call podcast. Cheers.